We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast you're hearing our voices it means the weekend is almost here it is the Thursday edition of the show. I am Jason Perrone of the Pack-A-Day podcast, Game on Wisconsin, and the Quick Slants podcast, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report. No Paul Brettel this week. I guess, Mark, we can give him a week off since he and his uh, family have welcomed a new baby into their yes. life. So if you haven't congratulated Paul, congratulate him, he and his family. It's now a family of four. He's, dad. he's, he's a girl dad. Again. He's got two daughters now, right? Yes. And Mark, and so, you've got a daughter, so you know how that yes, is. I do. Yep. One more Packer fan has, has been born. That is correct. Absolutely. So congrats to Paul Brittle, and we'll welcome him back hopefully next week. So obviously, OTAs, little mini camp action going on this week. But before we jump into that, as we always do on the Thursday edition of the Packaday podcast, we got to start with the weather. So our friend Robin Erickson in Oslo. Norway. Norway. Right. Thank you. Right. I mean, now I get inside my own head and start screwing around. <laughs> so uh, two days of continuous sun for the first time in three weeks, of course, followed by a day of continuous rain. Daytime temperatures are about 65 degrees Fahrenheit, 18 Celsius. For those of you Celsius and Fahrenheit geeks out there. And then we come stateside where Mark Eckel is at the beach, Myrtle Beach to be exact. And how are we looking at the beach? They're nice. Um, actually, it's been nice all, all week. Um, about 80 or so, 81, 82 in that, in that range. Now, Thursday, they're calling for some rain again. Thursday seems like I got some one day it rains. But we had a couple of Thursdays without rain. But, but um, if you're listening to us today, as, we, as, as you know by now, if you listen every week, we tape on Wednesday evening. Uh, but it is supposed to. We are supposed to get some uh, showers tomorrow, which is you know good little break maybe. And then, then it's supposed to be, be nice again over over the weekend. And I also have a report from a friend in uh, Washington D.C. who tells me that they're getting all kinds of rain, like a big like a some bad storms coming up there, coming up to the to the northeast, starting today. All right, so a little bit of weather. A little bit of weather out on the East Coast. Well, uh, and actually, 
I have a new entry here. This one's from Roanoke, Virginia. This is from Brian Solar, who reached out. Brian, thanks so much for this one. So he's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, pretty typical summer day, 85 degrees and a few storms. That makes sense. Obviously, he's close Mm -hmm. to D.C. and over in that area there. So all good things. And since Paul's not with us, it looks like in Green Bay. So Wednesday was like mid-60s, but then today... It's 77 and sunny, and moving forward, it's in the high 70s, mid 80s. So, Mark, summer is yeah, Green is, Bay's there. That's summer's good. here in in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Well, summer is definitely here in the Phoenix locale. I can tell you that much right now. We're in we're in triple digits. In fact, we don't get down below for a daytime high. We don't get down below 106 for the next 10 days. <laughs> wow! But as they say, it's a dry heat. Do you believe in that? Yeah. No, I do. No, I really do. Um, I mean, again, I'm not 106, 106. Yeah, I mean, there's no getting around that. But I, I'll tell you a story. I, I love that your area. I, I used to go out there all all the time. I had a good friend that that lived out there. Um, I was out there probably right around this time of year, mid June, and it was over 100 every day. It was anywhere from like 105 to 112. Yep, every single day, and it was hot. I'm not gonna lie, it was it, it was hot, but. This is when I was still living up in and out outside of Philadelphia, Bucks County. So I'm there for like five or six days, whatever it was. And I came home and it was like 80, 88, but it felt worse. I mean, that, but it was 88 with like 98% humidity. And it did, I, I felt worse in that weather than I did the five, six days I was in Phoenix where it was over 100. So okay. there is something to be said about heat plus hu- hu- humidity. Versus just heat. I mean, don't, again, 106 is 106. It's, it's not like you're not wearing a jacket. Let's put it that way. Right. Still but, hot. Yeah. But it yeah. can be worse. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's not that – like the Philadelphia weather, even sometimes down – now, I'm, I'm on the beach, so it's not as bad. I get that beautiful breeze off the ocean. But when I go inland sometimes, that humidity is just, is just stifling. Mm-hmm. And it was like that in Philly too. I mean, it's, it's – that humidity is worse than – than heat, just like wind chill for when it's cold. I mean, if it's there's cold and then there's Green Bay cold where the wind blows in and it's it turns it to minus something, you know? Right. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. That's that's our weather. All right, it's hot, hot, and hot as heck. Well, let's not forget Harry out in Canloops, Canada. So oh, sorry. Surprisingly, up to 82 or so on Wednesday, which is typical for this time of year. But then the clouds came back and uh, a little bit of rain. So. 60% chance of showers today, high of 70, low of 54. I feel like I'm starting to sound like a weatherman. Jeez, I got a backup career if I need <laughs> no, one. So yeah, We're good. We're good. All right. So many camps, Packers, it's already been discussed. The the Wednesday crew discussed the, the mini camp takeaways and some of the quick hits. But, Mark, I'll just ask you, since, you know, you cover this team and and maybe from the eyes of of a beat reporter as well. Did, did anything stand out to you? I know there's a couple of things we're going to talk about the receivers. Obviously Aaron Rodgers made some comments and stuff like that, but uh, let's just start there since our team kind of reviewed it today. I, I, but we, we kind of get a bird's eye view of, of I can't remember if you like this time of year when you were covering the team or if this is a no, pain in the butt time of year. It's a pain in the butt because it's not real. I mean, and, and we'll get into that later. Well, first thing I, I want to say Packer related is last week we spent about a third of our, of, of the show talking about Sammy Watkins yep. and under the guise that he wasn't there. And I was, it bothered me. And I, I asked that, that when we asked our questions, that was my question to, to you and Paul. Hey, am I, you know, am I overreacting? Um, Cause I was upset that he wasn't there uh, or, or I thought he wasn't there. Well, it turns out he was there. 
So apologies to Sammy Watkins for saying for being upset that, you know, and then we and we went through all the things. Oh, new guy, he should be there. And everybody. well, he was there. The problem is the guys that cover the Packers were, you know, and I understand it's the off season and they're going through motions, maybe whatever. But you know, if you're going to write one day that Watkins isn't there, which they all wrote, because I guess the day that they were it was open to them, he he wasn't there. And they all wrote Watkins isn't there, and then some some made a bigger deal of it than others, but they made it they put it out there that the new guy wasn't there. Well, they should have found out. And again, I covered so I'm speaking from experience. I would have never. I mean, and I'm, I don't want to act like I'm better than them, but I'd be kicking their butts during this, and I, and I did. I worked. See, I worked during the off season. I, I treated the off season. If I'm getting paid to work. Now, I had my vacation. If I'm on vacation, that, that's different. But if I'm covering minicamp, I'm covering minicamp. Like I said, it's a pain in the butt. But I covered it just like I would cover the week before the Bear game or the week before the Lions game. Because, you know, if, about, if, if it was the Packers, I, I, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, you you have to do some and, – and, and again, the Packers – would have would not have been hiding that they they wanted out that they didn't want it out there that Watkins wasn't at camp, so all anybody had to do was call a simple phone call to whoever to one of the PR guys to uh, somebody uh, right connect. who was there. Every, every writer should have a source on the team. If you're covering the team on on the beat, you have your sources. Hey, was it, did, did anybody show up that wasn't there yesterday? Oh yes, and then oh yes, Sammy Watkins was. Oh good, and then just put a little something out there. I mean. You know, to write a whole. And now with Twitter and all the social media, just put a little. Oh, yep, Watkins, who wasn't there Monday, showed up on Wednesday. Okay, that's all. They, that's it's it, it simple. But no one, not one person, reported that Watkins was there. It didn't come out till this week, when, excuse me, when Matt Lafleur talked and was asked about. Oh, Sammy Watkins wasn't. Oh yeah, he was here. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just stuff like that bothers me. That you know, I still want to know what happened to Kingsley Kiki too. By the way, we've right. never learned why he went from starter to an active to cut in the span of like a, less than a month. Well, and my thought earlier today <laughs> when we were doing our group chat was that I know that the team sometimes puts topics off limits, but you said that you would blow through that even in your time yes. in, in Philadelphia. So it was—I mean—that obviously didn't get you kicked out of the locker room. So why wouldn't somebody hmm. buck the trend and just ask the question? I don't know. I mean. It, they're not going to answer that. Yeah, they're not going to tell you at a press conference. But that again, that's where your sources come into play. That's where you. I don't. Again, I don't like to criticize other people and the way they do their job. But to me, that was a pretty big. It's not like the guy. You know, the guy was starting and then he was off the team. I, I still want to know what happened. And get get a hold of him. Get a hold of his agent. Get a hold of an assistant coach. Somebody's going to tell you something. It might be off the record. That's fine. You still get some juice out of it. I mean, I don't. Know. Right. Certain things bother me that shouldn't. I, I'm I'm old now. I shouldn't let them bother me, but but they do. Right. No, I mean um, it's it's it. We and we expect, especially we you know talking about like what fan, social media and fans expect. We expect transparency and for there to be information out there. And so if, when we don't have it, it's just it seems like this big egregious thing. But in your but to your point there too, like that was that was a pretty big miss as far as was Watkins there? Was he yeah. not there? And obviously it was good to see him there and working out oh, with the I'm team because it's a I'm, my, my I'm take very, was look happy. yeah it was like i said last week it's like if you're on your fifth team 
and this is your last like potential chance to really like make something of yourself. And especially you're coming to a good franchise, got a good quarterback. You're going to play. They don't have an established bona fide number one receiver, if you want to call it that. And you could potentially come in and be that guy. Now, I will also say this, too. If I know that Matt LaFleur said we're expecting Sammy Watkins to be a big part of this offense this year. okay, that's fine. I want fans to just temper that, though. That doesn't mean they're expecting him to be the guy if they think that he's going to be the guy that's a little scary for me I don't know if I like that whole approach because we don't know how much he still can do in this offense and there's obviously a lot to be proven now if by week four or week three or week four he's got four or five touchdowns he's catching everything and he's clearly Rogers go-to guy and he's getting open and he's playing like his max capacity okay great now you know what you have and you can feature you can build some stuff around him and we all buy it and believe it right but at this point right now, to your point, like it's it's early. They're not even in pads yet. You know, when we're hearing all this, we're hearing all this stuff, you know, especially. So, it, it, you know, that was the other thing, too. And, I, you know, good good on you, Mark, for for saying, hey, well, I'll walk it back because we didn't know, obviously. And, and I, I, I I've always said I'm happy to eat crow. If I'm wrong about something or if I jump the gun or, you know, earlier this week, you 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 said you were going to remind me when I started, you know, getting down on the Packers too early in a game after the Cardinals game. I, there was a notif- noticeable difference in how I tweeted about my feelings as the game was going on. I kind of just kept kept it, you know, kept it at bay until we would get to at least halfway through the fourth quarter. And then it's like, well, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But at least now there's only half a quarter left to, you know, change things versus declaring a game over after the first three minutes or four minutes of a game. Right. So but the rookies, this is the other thing, too. And the reason for this, I think, is heightened in Green Bay is because of the receiver situation, because Christian Watson was taken high and Romeo Dubs is getting a ton of a ton of love. I'm hearing some good things. And I know, again, I know it's spring, but you might be seeing this. I don't know if you're seeing this, too, Mark. I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, good things about Juwan Winfrey so far. Now, he's an undrafted free agent, so that's great. Good. Love to see it. No, 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 no. He's not a. Winfrey's been around a couple years now. He has, but he wasn't draft. He wasn't a draft pick. I thought Denver. I thought he was like a sixth round he, pick. At a oh, round you're right. He, he may have been with Denver, but he wasn't. Yeah, he, he, he was a late round pick. Late round pick. Late round pick. Right. right. So, but it's it's and I'm seeing like oh he's got the you know oh, yeah, certain yeah. traits and demeanors well, that are yeah, similar. I know to, where you're going with this. To that, Adams, when you asked me about that, I enjoy covering mini camps, uh-huh. and I and I said no, for just what you're for everything that you're starting to say now, because. Yeah, it's th- this was classic when when I covered me because people were starved. Football is is king, right? I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I know, I know there's baseball fans out there and basketball fans and hockey fans and all, but football, especially well in Philly, it was, and in Green Bay, it certainly is. I know the Bucks and Brewers are both, you know, very good teams. I mean, the the, the Bucks won it last year, and they, they made you know they're they were in the, they were in the mix this year. The Brewers are pretty good. But it doesn't matter. The Packers are king. Same right. in Philly. Right. I mean, the Phillies, the 76ers, the Flyers, the Eagles are king. And in most cities. There's a couple of cities where it's not like that, but the majority of it, it's football's king. So fans are starved for football news. No, at, at least. Mean, starved so is most, putting it mildly. Un, unless you got to the Super Bowl, your season ended in either December or, or January. Then you have the draft, which is cool. And then... Now you have minicamp. That's the that's the that's the first time you're, you know, Aaron Rodgers is back on the field and Aaron Jones and you know you're not you're not talking draft picks. You're talking about your guys, right? So they're and you know so I would cover Eagles minicamps for thirty some years, and 
you know, friends of mine. I'd, I'd be out that, you know, mini camp would be on a Thursday after Wednesday, Thursday afternoons, whatever. And I'd be out that night, you know, having a drink or something. And, you know, hey, so how do, how do you look at mini camp? What do you think? I'm like, I think I saw a bunch of guys in shorts and shirts running around. Like, right. Not, not, well, yeah, but who looked good? I'm like, they all look good. You know, they're, they're not doing anything. <laughs> they, right. They, I, I, and I was honest with them because, like, well, well, well what do you mean? How's the, how's the first round pick? What, what, what do you think? I'm like, I think the same thing I thought about him when they picked him because he hadn't done anything yet. I mean, I'll, I'll let, talk to me in August and September. I'll, I'll let, not now. Like, minicamp, it's good for the players. To, to, you know, they're learning. They're, they're doing more, at least back in the day, they were doing more classroom stuff than actual on the field stuff. I mean, they're because they're not like like you said they're they're not in pads they're they're not hitting they're not, you know, the best thing they do the best you know is like a, a receiver versus a corner on a one on one but even that you know people overreact oh he beat so and so or okay well so you know the the corner wasn't really it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's just not it's fun to watch I guess and. But you can't take anything that happens there and think it's going to parlay in, into the season or that, you know, um, good or bad. Now, I, I'll say especially good. I mean, like 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 we were saying earlier, um, you know, Dobbs looks great. He's making all these catches. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. That's good for – but that doesn't mean he's going to be a star. And maybe he will. Maybe he will. I'm not going to take it away. But just because he's doing it, in a in a June mini camp, doesn't mean he's got opening day against the Vikings. He's going to you know catch eight balls for 112 yards with two touchdowns. It just doesn't always doesn't work that way a lot of times. Um, just as if you know a guy doesn't look you know like a corner is getting beat on oh this corner keeps getting beat time after time oh my god what's wrong? That doesn't mean he's going to have a bad year. It's 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 June and there's no pads on and they're not. It's not really football. You know, it's it's not. They're just going through motions. They're putting some things in, which is all good for the long term. But you can't take what you see here and and hold it up like this is what the team's going to be. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is like Even, the Twitter refresh thing in, in training yeah. camp, right? You're refreshing and trying to get yeah. all the Twitter updated information. Well, and, and I also want to preface this by saying, too, I know last week we kind of harped on on Christian Watson for the dropsies and, well, drop and last week's, drop. in last week's last week's practice. And so I'll I'll take my lumps there and say, hey, is it a little bit overreacting? Yes, but I'm also still the same person who saw something happening early, 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 way too early last year that did end up still being a problem at the end of the season, special teams. I'm talking to you. No, so right. my I still no, have some of that, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome over that whole thing. Well, and, I don't think we're, we're overreacting to Watson because drops were his problem in college. Right. And he, then they drop balls. And then and he that, saw it and, again. And, now he, and if he's still dropping them, uh, and now that apparently this week he, he was better, and that's good. You can get better at that. I mean, you you know, there are drills and – that's where coaching comes in, and um, you know James Jones. I think, yeah, that was my example he, last week. Yeah, he had a problem. With Jerry Rice, if you remember, the greatest receiver of all time, his rookie year, he he dropped a few. Yeah, people people don't you know, but Jerry Rice, I remember Jerry Rice's rookie. He he had a lot. You saw ability, but he did drop. He dropped more than he was than he he was supposed to. Now after that, he became the greatest of all time. Um, so you, that's something that can be fixed. Um, but no, but Watson drop, a drop pass is a drop pass, whether it's June, July, August, or, or January, it's a drop pass. Um, but in terms of like beating a guy or a guy getting beat and stuff like that, and, and forget offensive line and defense line, they're not doing anything. Right. You know, so, so that's, yeah. So mini camp, they are what they are. And, you know, it's, I guess it, 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 when, from the days I covered it, it was much more classroom. It was much more, you know, especially for the younger guys learning a new offense, learning a new defense, or not just even younger guys, new guys to the team. The guys like a Watkins and a Reed and, um, and Dave, anybody else knew that's probably it for the new guys, right? Yeah. Wyatt. Watkins and, well, they're, they're rookies. They're rookies and then veterans like Watkins and, and, and Joan Reed are learning a new scheme as well. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that, it's good. That's all good, but, and stories are good. You you do get good stories out of out of mini camps, you know. And we'll get into like you know Aaron Rodgers talked, said he you know he said some interesting things. Um, well, you know that. So there are good. There are some storylines, but in terms of what they're doing on the field, don't get don't get too excited about a guy, and don't get too disappointed in a guy in 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 June you know June seventh and eighth. Yeah, the reality of it is, is that we have to change our thinking about that whole thing. Because back when you were covering the team and you said it was a lot of classroom, that's because coaches knew they were going to get two, three a days in training camp and they could 
they had all these practices and all this practice time, and now it's so limited that it's like, well, we got to get these guys on the field, and we have to kind of combine the yeah, classroom right. install with walkthroughs and stuff like that because we're not going to see these guys again until training camp. Like, this is pretty much it until the end of July. It's going to be another six weeks or four, four, five or six weeks before they're back together and actually doing some solid work and stuff like that. So I just wanted to see a team, just getting back to kind of the overarching theme of my take last week, I just want to see a team that is is ready and that they sound ready, they look ready. They I know you can't take anything away from what's happening right now, but – those that are like, God, I want to know what's going on. Like, you're, you know, your your guys and your people that were yeah, coming in. Right. You have to wait until after the first couple of weeks of the season because there's only three preseason games now. And you're not yeah. going to see any of these veterans. No one's going to play in the preseason, right? No, Nobody of any significance anymore. is going to play any any kind of snaps in, in the preseason. Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I don't even know if we'll see – Lazard, I mean, the, the starting uh, corners, defensive. I don't think any of those guys are going to play in the preseason. I don't think we're going to get any glimpse. Sammy Watkins, Jerron Reed, as much as you want to see those guys play, I just don't see it. Like, you're not going to get the answer to those questions. So you might as well set your expectations now and not come at everybody and say, oh, well, you know, and I, I know that um, everybody wants the media to give their takes but then it's funny because the media gives their take on what's going on. Like Andy Herman said something about Christian Watson dropping the ball. And he got he got chastised <laughs> over. It's like pick your you know just pick a lane, decide what it is that you're going to do. But you got to have you got to have patience and you have to reset your expectations for when you're going to get the information that you're craving. Because like you said, Mark, it's true. It's been almost six months since the Packers have played a football game. We all want to know how good they're going to be. Do I want to invest myself in this year or not? Tell me or not. Is this good? Is this team good? Should I invest myself? Well, here, spoiler alert. I don't have any source. I wasn't at any practices, but I can tell you right now, yes, you should. Because Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. There isn't this got the same head coach. There isn't any reason to think that this team is going to take some huge step backwards. Now, injuries we don't know anything about. We can't plan for those. That can change a lot, obviously. And even though Devontae Adams is gone, yes, you still should invest yourself in this season for the Packers because they're absolutely gunning for a championship. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this or not, Mark, but Rashawn Gary's got that dark visor now on his on his helmet. And I, I, didn't, just, I didn't know that. I feel like that's yeah. kind of one of those superstar moves. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, Pe- I'll, I'll Peppers did it too. Back. and Yeah. I'm, I'm, again, mini camp aside, even, even training camp, and you said preseason aside, the defense is going to be better. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It wasn't terrible last year. It was. You know, it was. They had their ups and downs. They played great in the playoffs. The defense is going to be if, again. Health. If health is not an issue, and hopefully it won't be because they had enough of that last year. This defense should be a top five defense. I mean, really. I mean, they have the the the, the front is as good as it's been in years. They have two. If if Walker is anything, what they're saying he he can be. They have the best inside linebackers they've had in a long time. They have two good edge rushers, and the secondaries might be the best it's been. I don't. I can't. I don't know when. I think it's better than the Super Bowl teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have three outstanding corners, two good safeties. And that's you know, this defense should be very, very good. Special teams. We when we talked about this last week as well. No, I don't expect them to be top five. You, you don't go from 32 to top five. But I expect them to be top 20, which would be a big leap from 32. So I expect that to be better just because of the coach and the, the emphasis and some of the guys that they've, they've already added to the roster. So 
defense and special teams are going to be much or, or defense very good special teams not awful the offense is going to be different i think it's still going to be good but it's going to be different year i think they're going to aaron Rodgers is still aaron Rodgers, and, and and that's you know that's a big key but i think you're going to see aaron jones and aj Dillon get a lot of carries i mean that the running game should be very good this year and and I think you're going to see both of them on the field at the same time. I think you're going to see Dylan in the backfield and Jones lining up anywhere and everywhere in the slot outside in the backfield in motion, doing that, doing all kinds of things. Um, and then, like you said before, to whether it's Le- Lazard, Watkins, like you, you had said before, Watkins isn't the guy. I don't think the Packers are going to have a the guy. Adams was the guy, you know, for the last very many years. Prior to that, Jordy Nelson was the guy. Greg Jennings was the guy. I think they're going to have a – I think Watkins will be a guy along with Lazard and Cobb and maybe Amari Rogers and maybe one of the rookies. I think they're going to have a bunch of guys that all do their whatever their roles are. You know, mm-hmm. whether, you know, Lazard will be – you know, he'll do what, what what he does over a minute of the dirty work, the, you know, getting the tough third, third and five, getting the six yards on, the, you know, for a first down. Watson, obviously, you – you, you want to use his speed to exploit a secondary. Um, you know, Cobb will work out of the slot like he's done for his whole whole career. But I think, you know, so I think it's going to be a um, – that's what I'm most interested in. I want to see this new look offense where it's not just, you know, Rodgers to Adams, three out of four passes, you know. Um, and like I said, I, I, I think Jones and Dillon are going to catch the ball too a lot. They will. And if the defense is, that's the other thing too, is if the defense doesn't have to guess, then that's boring. They're going to be able to, you know, they know on a key third down or it's a key something or other, you know that you have to take Devontae Adams away and you know that Aaron Rodgers' eyes are trained to go in that direction first and he's got a progression that he goes through now. Whereas this year, I hope it's kind of similar to what Favre experienced when he didn't have Sterling Sharp. And he's got to look around and, and there isn't necessarily a... Oh, first, second, third guy that he's going to look at. He's equally confident in anybody, and that I think that helps keep the defense more honest. And as far as Rodgers, Mark Russell Douglas said that uh, Rodgers on the field the first time this offseason, I guess he was already throwing no-look passes. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was like the, the defense was like, here we go. But this an iron sharpens iron. All of these guys taking reps against each other where you've got – Receivers, rookie receivers going up against Jair Alexander in, in camp. Back when Jair was going up against Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is going to go up against the defense. Why do you think they're so good? They're seeing some of the best skill players on the other side in practice all the time. You get into that really good chiseled mindset of staying sharp. And so I think that's I think that's really, really key. And the yeah, the defense will improve, hopefully. I know they're trying to move Russell around and check him out in the slot and just try and check on different combinations of ways they can try to attack the pass. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. He did say something really interesting. He was asked if he's going to retire with the Packers. Speaking of the media not asking questions, Mark, they did ask the one question. No, that's good. Yeah. Which was, you know, are you going to retire with the Packers? His answer was yes, definitely, unless they trade me. So a year ago at this very same time, it was the exact opposite. We were every single week waiting for the McAfee show and trying to figure out what it was that was going to happen with regards to this next season or whatever. And it was the same thing after the season ended where it was, we had a couple of McAfee shows and it was like, is he going to make his decision and determine whether or not he's going to play again, all that other kind of stuff. And are they going to extend him at whatever 
We have the clarity this year. Aaron Rodgers is in many camps. He wasn't there for many camps last year. He'll be in training camp. We know he's absolutely planning on staying in Green Bay. So I guess open, you know, clean slate, open slate, whatever you want to call it, Mark. What, what, if anything, does this tell you about how long you think Aaron Rodgers might play for the Packers? Well, I've said this in the past, and I'll never know if I was right or wrong, but I thought if if they would have won the Super Bowl either of the last two years when they when, when they lost to Tampa and, and you know didn't get there and then last year at all San Francisco didn't get I'm I'm I was again is this my mind and I have no source telling me this just my experience covering players and listening and reading as Paul likes to say reading tea leaves I think if they if they would have beat Tampa and then beat Kansas City. I think he he would have re- retired. Yeah, it's and feasible. I think last year, if they if they would have gotten by San Fran in L.A. and then beat Cincinnati, I think he would have re- retired. I think he wants to go out on top. I think he wants one more. So I'll say this: I think if they win the Super Bowl this year, I think he walks away, I, and and you know, and is and is as happy as can be doing it because he goes out on. Not many guys get to do that, you know. Manning did, right? Manning and Elway did, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, Manning did play again. Yeah, he, he right. retired after his, yep, and after, Elway, after Elway, Denver, Elway and with Elway two. Elway came back and got two. And then walked away after yep. the second one, yep. Um, yeah, so I, I really, I, I believe, I, I've, been, I've been saying that now for whatever many years, and I, I'll say it again. If, if, if the Packers can win the Super Bowl, I think Rodgers says, it's been great. I'm going out with another one. You know, and he goes on and does whatever. I mean, Rodgers can. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll there'll be another game show he can host. Or I don't. Know. Um, but yeah, he he has a lot of other things he likes to do. So it's not like he's. I don't. I don't see him being a football guy when he's done football. Do you? No, I. Um, I don't. I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't see him. Do I don't see him being an, an announcer. I not I a, well definitely not a full time guy I don't think so I mean that's there are certain it's really it's really amazing to me uh, Greg Olson and Tony Romo have really impressed me in the booth they're both yeah. very good I, very they're right. very good that's you know it doesn't it doesn't happen by you know auto- automatically and that's why I think the the questions about Brady and all this money that uh, who is it CBS or who's throwing them all that money was it Fox ABC I thought it was Fox whoever I thought it was Fox I'm throwing sure. him a bunch of money and it's like yeah he's Tom Brady but you know you know he's he's kind of a kind of a knucklehead when it comes to some of the videos and stuff he puts out. I'm sure he can be well-spoken and and say some good things and maybe he'll be good. Maybe he'll surprise all of us, right? But, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't see Rodgers I, doing any of that. Like I, even like, I like that, that Peyton Manning thing that him and his brother Eli do on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Like Peyton, Peyton has that personality and he likes he likes to be I don't see, I don't, I'm telling you, I, I could be wrong again, but I, when Aaron Rodgers is done playing football, You'll see him. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to hide. He's going to become a hermit, and you'll never see. And he may pop up on a, you know, on some kind of show here and there doing. But he'll be the guy getting interviewed. He's not going to. I don't see Aaron Rodgers interviewing people like Peyton Manning does. I don't see that. I don't see, and I, and I, I certainly don't see him, you know, being the color analyst for CBS or or Monday Night Football. I just don't. I don't think that's what he wants to do. And and I certainly don't see him ever becoming any kind of a coach. Yeah, I wonder if it's it's one of those things too where Rodgers has he's his own person 
We know he's said and done some really interesting things over the last year. So mm-hmm. is it one of those things where when he retires, it's like we hope to hear less about him and just kind of let him do his thing and just remember all the great times that he had in Green Bay as far as a quarterback and all that other kind of stuff? Or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's uh-huh. Listen, at the end of it all, if he's walking away from the game after this season, and if you tell me right now on June, what is it, 9th, that – Aaron Rodgers is going to walk away from the game after the 2022 season. I feel pretty good on June 9th because I'm pretty sure that means the Packers won a championship. Yeah. Because I think he's got more football in him than just this season. And I know he's going to, he's going to turn 40 next year. He turns 39 this year. He's not, he's, you know, but he's taking care of himself and it is hard. It is hard. It is absolutely hard to, to continue to play football. I listened to a really great podcast and if anyone's not following him and, and listening to this, check him out. Mike Wall former Green Bay Packers oh, yeah, guard yeah. and um, Pro Bowl guard for the, the Panthers, and he spent a year in Seattle. He does a podcast called Process to Perform, and he has this business where he's helping young athletes prepare themselves to go into college and the pros, and he talks a lot about the mental prep and all that kind of stuff, and then he's got the On My Block podcast with Amon Green because right. they're good friends, and talking about just how hard it is to to be prepared and stay in shape um, – to play the NFL game, it is incredible what Rodgers has done and how he's been able to, to play this long. In fact, speaking of the Packers, you mentioned Amari Rodgers earlier. It sounds like he was a little out of shape last year, but he looks like he's in better shape this year. Now, whether he's going to contribute and play better, I don't know. But Rodgers, Amari Rodgers, is, is one to watch, Mark, because I agree. Re- remember what I said when we were talking last week about the receiver position, I completely forgot he was even in the equation. I didn't even I, – I was like, oh, that's right, Amari Rodgers is a receiver because all, all I can remember is how atrocious he was on kickoff – or punts uh, and punt return. But he's one there, too, that I think could really tip the scales. Now, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him and Randall Cobb because you've got two receivers that do somewhat similar things. But Rodgers is younger, faster, so – I don't know if he's any kind of an X factor for you, but I always like hearing at least guys look like they're in better shape and they're trending in the right direction. Well, a, a prime example of that is Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, had a great, last year. He, yep, He had a great first year for the Packers. You know, when he signed as a free agent leaving Washington, had a, had a great first year. And then his second year, he didn't. He, his year wasn't so good. And a lot of it, he admitted it, was he didn't come back in great shape. And then last year, came back in the same shape he was in his first year, you know, worked out more, got, didn't, you know, maybe late, laid off the, the desserts. I don't know whatever he was doing. Right. Um, and adding another very good, good year for the Packers last year. So yeah, being in shape is a big thing. I mean, um, yeah, football's tough. I mean, it's, I mean, all sports are tough, but football is very tough. And I like, I always say to people like not just players, but t- like, you know, teams and players, like, the best team in the league and the worst team in the league, there isn't, sometimes there isn't that big a difference. Mm-hmm. There really is. I mean, it's, it's a lot of it is like mental, uh, doing the right things, coaching sometimes, whatever. And the same with players. I mean, a guy that makes a team and a guy that, that gets cut, sometimes like they're equally talented, but the one guy just works a little harder or comes in and is, is in better shape. Um, you know, Study the playbook a little more. There's a lot of things that 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 go into football. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more so than any other. Like, and I, like, there's no playbook in baseball, right? I mean, you just you either hit and pitch and catch or whatever. I mean, uh, basketball, I guess there is, but not not the like the intensity of football. 
I mean, there's, there's so many things. That's what, and that's what Rogers even mentioned that this week, talking about the, the grind. He said, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll be able to play for whatever many years, but I don't know how much, how much more I want to go through the grind of it all. Right. And I think that's what gets the guys after a while. Like, dude, you know, listen, if Aaron Rodgers retired before this year, he, he doesn't owe anybody anything. I mean, you play this long at his level and, you know, four MVP awards, um, a Super Bowl MVP award. I mean, uh, he, if, he doesn't owe anybody. He doesn't owe the fame. He doesn't, he's, he's done everything he's, you know, been asked to do. Uh, sure, he wants to win another Super Bowl. Everybody does. But, I mean, he's, guys don't most, and again, I, we, we said this off the air, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots have, have ruined everything by being so successful and winning so many titles and all that, that people expect everybody to do. Like, it used to be if you won a Super Bowl, that was a great thing. Now you have to win more than one to, to be considered good. Right. Oh, everyone just says, oh, it's been done before, so why can't you know X, Y, and Z team do it? Why, can't, because... why can't everybody be Tom Brady? Because everybody isn't Tom Brady. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Correct, you right. Know? Well, let me ask you this. This might be a good good one to kind of like uh, to, to go out on here. Because I was going to ask you, from a, from a perspective of like somebody who was around a team from the beginning in spring and, you know, you worked your tail off, right, so through the summer, Mm-hmm. And I know injuries can change things, so I guess take injury out of the equation. This might be putting you on the spot a little bit too, because you yeah. were, you know, you covered the Eagles for. But did you get? Were you usually right where you could you could kind of tell um, in the spring what the vibe and of a team was going to be and how good they were going to be versus what the actual results were? And was it was there high variance there, or did it did it com- entirely depend, or did you feel like you usually had a good handle on it? I thought I had a good handle on it. I really did, and I'm not I'm not, not bragging, but you asked, like that, like for instance. Um, to that, what year did the Eagles? The first real good year. Um, oh, they had a couple. No, I'm sorry, but they were bad for a little while. Reed's second. Well, his first year they were bad, and and we kind of that might have been two thousand. Didn't he? Well, did, didn't he start in ninety nine? Yeah, two thousand eight. They they made the playoffs, and I I don't know. I'm not sure if I saw that coming or not. To be honest, well, we were, yeah, because we really didn't know because that, that was McNabb's first year as a starter. We did. They did a little better than I thought that. But 2001, I actually picked them to go to the Super Bowl. And everybody thought I was crazy. Nobody was picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Well, they didn't. They, they got, but they got to the NFC Championship game and lost to the Rams. So, which was a, the Rams, were, that was the greatest show on turf Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, so yeah, I mean, I, and then there were other years where everyone thought they were going to be good. And I just, I didn't see it, and I said, "No, this team isn't. You know, no, I don't. I don't see what you're, what, what everybody else is seeing here." And I was, I was right. I mean, again, I wasn't right. I called from thirty-two years. I wasn't thirty-two for thirty-two, <laughs> but, um, and I, I, I'll be honest, this the, the year they won, they, I was gone by then. But the year they, won, I would have never thought they were going to win the Super Bowl, in in Peterson's second year and Wentz's second. I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. 
So, 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 but again, I, I, I wasn't there. If I was there, maybe I don't. I probably still wouldn't. Have, thought they were going to win the Super Bowl that that year. Um, Chip Kelly's first year was a, was was interesting because you didn't know what was going to. I mean, it was that that whole no one had ever seen that offense before, and you didn't know. You knew there was some talent there, and you knew Mike Vick was was going to be interesting in that offense, but then you didn't know Nick Foles was going to, like Vic got hurt and Foles was going to have an incredible season for him. So yeah, like you said earlier, like injuries change everything some, sometimes, you know? Um, sometimes you think a team's going to be good and then they lose two, three key guys. That's the thing about the Packers. They've, even at, like the last time they won the Super Bowl, they had 15 guys on injured reserve. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yep. And even the last couple of years, they've had so many injuries and still managed to win 13 games and, you know, win the division and um, until last year, get to the, you know, get to the championship game. People don't understand. Like people say, oh, yeah, they, they should win a Super Bowl. It's hard. It's hard, but it's hard to win a Super Bowl. It really is. I mean, I think it's the hardest um, trophy to win in all sports because it's one game. You don't get, you know, in basketball or, or baseball or hockey – they're, they're, they're series, best of seven, best of five, whatever it is. Yeah, you can make adjustments. You can you have can, you a know, bad Yeah, you've got days to scheme. and yeah. Right. You can have a bad game and still come back. I mean, I'd, I'd like to go back and see who would have won the championship. You know, if, if basketball was a one one game, you know, a lot of teams that won titles wouldn't have won titles because they, they lost after the first game of that series. Right. Same with baseball, you know. Um so yeah, football's hard. You have to be ready. You, there's no second chance. You, you win or you're done. Right. You know, and, and like I said before, the Packers were two years ago. They, they were the best team in football. I don't care what I mean. They were. They didn't win it, but they were. They were the best team in football. Mm-hmm. They just. They just picked the, the wrong time. It wasn't even a bad game. It was a bad like three plays. Yeah. You know, um, one on like, one on offense, one on defense. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and and not just the Packers. Like there have been other teams that I thought were the best team in football that didn't that didn't win it. Um, like even last year, I mean, the the Bengals weren't the best team in the AFC last year. They were good and give them a lot of credit for their most improved team, and they have some good young talent, and I don't think they're going away. But they got they they things went their way. They got hot at the right time, and they won. And they and they got to the, well, AFC. They won the and AFC. Damn, AFC. Yeah. And, and damn near won a Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, but they weren't. You know, I don't. I, there's a few teams that have won it that I didn't. And I, there are some that they were the best, and they went out. And they, you know, I think the year Kansas City won it, I think they were the best team. Right. That Recently. was a good Super Bowl too, because I thought San Fran was going to steal that one. They almost did. They but almost you know, did. it's it's the Jimmy G. I don't want to say the yeah. curse of Jimmy G, but you know, Jimmy. Jimmy G, and then the mm. uh, you can say what you want about Shanahan too, but yeah, that's that's always interesting. And so I guess the, I guess my follow up question is: I'll just you know now I'm just now I'm just peppering you with all that. <laughs> is how confident are you that this team of writers and beat writers have the same handle on this team? So as far as as I don't I don't want to call out specific names. There's so many guys and girls that cover this team, but how much do you trust this this group? If we're seeing them tweeting about stuff that, you know, hey, they, they probably have a good handle on it because it's different in Green Bay. I think Green Bay's a little, I don't want to say watered down, but they, they put a lot. It seems like they put a lot of limitations on media. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think they ask some of the questions that we're wondering. Why didn't they ask that? 
Well, the Eagles, nobody put more limits in the I mean, <laughs> believe me, <laughs> I don't want to get into too much, but I, you can get a good sense for a team just by being around them. Not like, like you said, not, not by um, asking questions. I had a feel just by, see, I, I was a player's guy. I, you, like, I'm still, I'm still friendly with a lot of the players that I covered um, during, during my time with the Eagles, going way back to the Rand, Randall Cunningham. I get, a, I get a happy birthday every August 5th from, from Randall Cunningham, and I send him one. Um, and, if, and if I need to talk to him about something, I, I can call him and, and, and we'll talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and that's way back. And then even like you know more recent, the Ike Reese, Hugh Douglas. Um, I, I can go on. I don't, don't want to leave. I don't want to mention too many names. I don't want to leave some names out either. But I got to be friends with Troy Vincent, is one of my the very good friend of mine. Um, I was a player. I was known as like the players' writer, which is why the, the front office didn't like me a little bit, and why some coaches I got along with, some I didn't, because um, I always kind of took the player side on things, and. Players are, players are honest, more so than coaches. And you know, coaches are never honest. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, it's almost like their their job not to be honest. Um, but players will. I had players tell me some weeks. I would talk to a couple of players like on on Friday, be, before again. Friday was always like the least covered day for some reason. Like in Philly, anyway. Like Philly, there was so many media, it was, it was insane. But Friday, only the hardcore guys were there, and. Um, like I would, I would just, and I wasn't writing anything. I would, we would just sit and talk sometimes, and I would get a feel just by talking to them on Friday if they were going to win or not Sunday. Okay. And sometimes guys would tell me, like, "We're winning this week." Okay. Don't even think about picking against us. Don't even think about whatever. We're winning, and we're winning big. And 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 they would. And other weeks, they would never. No one ever said to me, "Hey, we're losing this week." I mean, it was not like that. But you could just tell they were concerned. Or they were worried about what they were watching on film of, of, of the other team and how they were going to match up and stuff. You could just, you got that sense that oh shit, they're not, they're not real confident mm-hmm. this week, right? You know, just like just the way they carried themselves in the locker room. Friday was the big day for me. Friday was the key because they had done all their work. They're not, not by Friday they know what they're what they're getting into because Saturday's nothing and then they play Sunday, right? So by Friday they knew they knew what what the game plan was. They knew what they had to stop. So they had a good they had a good sense. So I got my sense from from their sense. If, and you could like again from being there so long. I didn't know my first couple of years. I was I didn't know I was I was young and I didn't, I was just wide eyed and didn't know what really didn't know what I was doing half the time. But but by the end, you you had a good sense of what was I did anyway of where the team was and what they were going to do or not going to do that that week. Right. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It's interesting. I'm always always interesting to hear like you know who are the who are the the best because their eyes and ears on the ground, but they're also covering the team and they've got stories to write and stuff like that. So you never know how much there there is to read into that. And a lot can change, obviously. Like I said, injuries, the vibe of the team. Oh, you know, right. you get some sort of issue within the locker room. We've seen other teams implode. Fortunately, the Packers don't have a history of doing that a lot, and I'm sure that'll that'll happen at some point uh, this season too. But that's that's interesting. I mean, I. Here we go back into a little bit of a slow period where we're gonna we're probably you know you and, and Paul and I are gonna have to squeeze a little orange juice out of a turnip as far as topics for a while until we get camp, back right. to camp right. But um, before we pop off, before I forget, what is up over at Packer Report and what's coming up this week? 
Okay, well, I'm, I'm still doing that series where um, I'm previewing the team by, by p- position. So wide receivers are up there now. Um, I kind of teased this a little bit. I think I'm, I think I'm going to be. I'm not, I put a question mark. So I asked, is there another wide receiver coming in, a veteran? Are they going to sign a Julio Jones, or are they going to maybe trade for a Terry McLaurin, who I would really like them to do? Um, but it seems like that's that ship has come and gone. That I think they're going to. They might. And again, who knows? I mean, no, you know, I. <laughs> my feeling is I'd like another veteran, but. We'll see. So that's up there now. And then coming later today, Thursday, will be a look at the defensive line and what the the addition of Devontae Wyatt means to that defensive line. Nice. Good stuff over Packer Report. Check that out. I will, if there's anything big and newsworthy, Quick Slants is going to be coming back soon because there's going to be regular content. might be a little while before we do it, but uh, we'll see if there's going to be a show. It'll come out on Monday. Otherwise, until then, hopefully our trio is back together again next week. Again, send some congratulations over to Paul and his family for their new arrival. He is a official girl dad. He's got two young girls now. Man, but at least there's, there's still as many of them as there are parents in the house. So they're, they're doing okay from that ratio right. standpoint there. So, All right, good stuff. Well, everybody, thanks for riding along with us. Hope you enjoyed it. Everybody stay cool wherever you're at. As always, stay safe and go Pack Go. who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done